the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thinking about health care these days? Well, you're not alone. And it seems that getting real information about the state of our medical system is tough to come by. That's why you've come to the right place with Dr. Bill, your radio MD. He's got the answers because he's a doctor. I said he's a doctor and he wants to hear from you right now. 877-969-8600. This is AM860, The Answer. And now, it's time for Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD, coming at you on 860 AM, The Answer. And we are worldwide at drbillradiomd.com. Click Listen Live, 9 to 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. I'm here for you, Eastern Standard Time. Oh, boy. Well, what a week, huh? Julia Assange arrested. Michael Avenatti is going to trial for 18 counts of fraud and theft and God knows what else. This guy is such a scumbag. Uh, you will recall that he was the attorney that represented Stormy Daniels in her lawsuit against uh, President Trump. Now, she wanted to get rid of the non-disclosure agreement that she had signed when the Trump people paid her to shut up. And uh, then she sued Trump. Well, actually, Avenatti did it for her. She said she didn't really authorize him to sue Trump. And, of course, the judge threw it out and ordered that uh, that Stormy Daniels paid the the legal bills of Donald Trump. So that was where we knew him from most famously, but he has a long history of being involved in a bunch of nonsense. And uh, he's even friends with uh, Rahm Emanuel. He is a no-good Nick who is now under an indictment for 18, I believe 18 different counts. Uh, the Stormy Daniels lawsuit uh, raised a big stink and gave the Democrats a lot of fuel temporarily, but like 99.999% of their nonsense, it went away immediately. Uh, he also provided MSNBC with a tape that he claimed was a secretly shot video of a child in the custody of immigration officials who separated her from her mother. Uh, of course, there's, you know, there's no way to verify any of this. And then there were the, uh, allegations against nomination or the nominee Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. And you'll remember that Julie Swetnick and another woman had said that they were sexually harassed or molested or whatever by uh, Brett Kavanaugh when they were in high school and college. And uh, then he drummed up some other folks, and I don't think that went anywhere either. Uh, Kavanaugh got the nomination. He also expressed, I'm talking about uh, Avenatti, Michael Avenatti, the lawyer who is now under an indictment for a number of financial and uh, court offenses. Uh, and he expressed an interest in running for president in 2020. And he was the darling of the left for 
I don't know, a few weeks. He's also had domestic violence complaints, extortion charges, financial crime charges. Uh, he has not paid back taxes of several hundred thousand dollars. Uh, he has been involved in a company that bought up uh, a coffee company that was competing against Starbucks. And uh, that has gone bankrupt and he owes or the, his company owes dozens of people around the country, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. He attempted to extort up to $25 million from U.S. athletic apparel and shoe companies like Nike by threatening to make damaging charges against the companies. And he, uh, I guess he took a page right out of the uh, uh, playbook of some of the black activists uh, and uh, was trying to threaten people into paying him money. So he's going to spend some time in prison. I have no doubt about that. Maybe they'll team him up with uh, Cohen, the president's old uh, lawyer, who is also in prison now and uh, had made a lot of false claims before Congress under oath. And so he'll probably face some more time, too. So all these guys, it's coming home to roost. And as you will recall, if you're a, a faithful and avid listener of the Dr. Bill show, I said, what was it, two years, two and a half years ago when they started all this nonsense? I said, this is going to come around and bite the Democrats in the butt. You watch. It's going to get them. And here they come with their teeth bared. All the legal and criminal charges are bearing down on these boys, these bad boys, by the way, in my opinion. So this Avenatti character, he's, he's going to end up in prison. He, uh, has financial crimes, extortion, domestic violence complaints. Uh, he has a host of lawsuits for not paying his bills. Uh, he's under investigation and in trouble with the IRS and we wish him the worst of luck. May he sit in prison for a decade. Well, you know, the name that popped back up, you, if you've been listening to the news this week, Julia, Julian Assange, the, uh, WikiLeaks founder, he founded that back in what, 2006, 2007. And this is a troubled guy. I mean, he's really He's, I, I kind of feel sorry for him. At any rate, they hauled his sorry ass out of the Ecuadorian uh, embassy last week. The London police finally arrested him. I'm sure that the president quietly had some, some uh, pressure and some influence in getting Ecuador to quit taking care of this bum and to get the police in London to go in there and arrest him. And, you know, he looked like the narcissistic uh, little baby that he is. As they carried him out with his long beard and uh, looking unkept. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really kind of a sad uh, situation to see somebody who wielded so much power end up being such a, a, a diminutive character. I mean, uh, hard to believe. But this guy was born in Australia. And his uh, given name was not Assange. That was his stepfather's name. His mother and father 
were only together for a year and then they split up. And apparently they are uh, a couple of characters as well. Mom was an, was an activist and uh, an actress. And I guess she had her own little traveling company and moved frequently. He lived in 30 plus different places going up, including multiple schools. Um, and so he has undoubtedly been raised by a severe personality disorder, his mother, and uh, has been exposed to the left of the left in Australia. And he wanted to, according to him, uh, bring to light the secrets of governments that would include such things as war crimes and uh, financial misdoings and so on and so forth. And and I, I think he did his best to do that, although I'm not sure how much effect or impact it has had in the long term. So he also had a charge against him for uh, sexual assault and rape in, I believe, Sweden in 2010, uh, but he got out of town on that. The police in London picked him up because he had jumped bail in, in one of the Euro countries. And, of course, they're all linked together in terms of taking care of criminals. And so he surrendered there in 2010, but he was released within 10 days. And then he sought asylum from the Ecuadorian embassy in London. The president of Ecuador at that time was a left-winger and friendly. And then he got involved with the uh, presidential primaries and apparently got a hold of emails sent or received by Hillary Clinton from her private server when she was secretary of state. And he got stuff from the U.S. intelligence community, which brought into play that uh, wonderful little person, Chelsea Manning, formerly known as Bradley Manning, undergone sex change operation. We'll talk about Chelsea in a minute. Now, the intelligence community feels that he is probably in cahoots with the Russians, uh, but he denies that. And he does admit that he got stuff from the Russians, but he says he's not in cahoots with them. So I don't know how you get material from one government to bash another government and then say you're not in cahoots with them. Uh, I mean, he may in his mind really believe that. And he uh, certainly has all the characteristics of a narcissistic personality disorder, which a lot of these guys that get into this kind of nonsense are. And he's a little bit sociopathic, too, because what he revealed placed lives at risk, specifically American and Australian lives that were on the battlefield in Afghanistan or Iraq. So he is uh, a troubled and difficult soul, uh, he grew up, as I said, in Australia. He moved multiple times. His, his father, his natural father, is a guy named Julian Hawkins, and he was from Queensland. Now, his mother was a visual artist, um, and John, I'm sorry, his given name was, 
his uh, family name was originally Julian Hawkins. That was his, he was born Julian Hawkins. His mother was a Hawkins and visual artist and father was John Shipton, an anti-war activist and builder. So he comes from a long line of uh, activist and left-wing loonies. And so then his mother dumped the first father and married again. And I think she probably married a couple of more times. And on it went. And so he began hacking when he was a kid. We're talking about Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks, who was arrested this week, if you're just joining the show. And he formed a hacking group, the International Subversives, and he's thought to have been involved in uh, some attacks against Nassau. Uh, He hacked into the Melbourne Master Terminal of Nortel. Nortel was a multinational telecommunications corporation. I think they went under and were bought up by somebody else. The Australian Federal Police tapped uh, Assange's phone line, and he was using a modem, raided his home in the uh, 1990s, and eventually charged him in 94 with 31 counts of hacking and related crimes. He pleaded guilty, and he had to pay a fine and was let go on good behavior. He got into programming. Uh, Apparently, he's reasonably smart. I don't think he finished college or had any education past high school, Uh, and he uh, had formed WikiLeaks in 2006, and this made him an international star, which uh, he relished. And he went on to reveal a number of sensitive documents, both classified and uh, non-classified documents, not only from the United States, but from other countries. And he got into bed with, and I use that, that's a bad, that's a bad metaphor there. He got in cahoots with Chelsea Manning, and that was in 2009, 2010. And that's when WikiLeaks became a household name. Now, you will remember Chelsea Manning. Originally, Chelsea was a he, and Chelsea, little cutie pie that she is, was born Bradley Edward Manning, also from a very troubled home. Both parents, both of her parents were alcoholics. No doubt he, she was abused, uh, joined the army at her father's or his father's urging and ended up in intelligence in Iraq and started leaking a lot of sensitive and classified documents to, uh, to our good friend Julian Assange, who says he is not involved in any of the espionage, although the United States government disagrees. Now, Chelsea was convicted of, uh, of uh, spying and uh, intelligence-related crimes and was sentenced to 35 years. But guess who pardoned him, her, at the end of his term? That's right, President Barack Obama. So... What's the message there that American lives are not important, but the life of a, of a criminal and an espionage agent for the Democratic left is important? That's not a good thing. You know, that's not good to have on the resume. And uh, you would think that even if you don't agree with the policies of your predecessor as president, that you would at least 
do what you can to protect your fellow citizens, but that's not what Obama did, and he didn't care about that. So Manning was charged 22 offenses, including aiding the enemy, which was the most serious and could have resulted in a death sentence. Too bad it didn't. Uh, held at the Marine Corps brig in Quantico from July 10th to April 11th and was under prevention of injury status. Apparently, Manning had a history of uh, suicidal thoughts and suicidal attempts. Again, another sad person, but by the same token, uh, I think that uh, you can't just let people go because they've had a tough life. I mean, you have to hold them accountable. Many people have had a tough life, and they find a way to get around that and to come out of that to keep their nose clean and not to be a sociopath or a psychopath or, uh, you know, a spy or some other negative aspect of, of living. And uh, doesn't mean that they're the best people. You know, maybe they're used car salesmen. I don't know. But at least they are in a meaningful job and they're not uh, causing mischief. So then... He, she went to Leavenworth, where the military has their long-term prisoners kept, and was pardoned by Barack Obama in 2017, right before he left the White House. So only seven years of a 35-year sentence were served, and uh, then Manning came out, I think, that we paid for the sex change operation while he was in prison, so uh, we're all involved in this financially as well. And then he, she ran as a challenger against the incumbent, incumbent Senator Ben Cardin for the Democratic nomination for the U.S. Senate in the home state of Maryland and finished second and then was held into contempt of court by the U.S. District Judge and jailed in Alexandria for few, refusing to testify to a grand jury investigation which was looking at WikiLeaks, and Manning said that she refused to testify because she objects to the secrecy of the grand jury process. And we are one of the few countries in the world that has a secret grand jury. But it works, and we like it. And it's not for one individual to change. If somebody doesn't like what's in the Constitution or the Fifth Amendment, then they need to go through the legislative process, get an amendment to the Constitution, push through the House and the Senate, and then get 37 states to back that up as well. So, as far as I know, Chelsea Manning is back in jail for contempt and will stay there until he, she re agrees to testify. Uh, he, she also said that she had already told everything she knows uh, in, her, in her trial for the military. So at any rate, Julia Assange and her teamed up, and so we have these two troubled, sad, really, individuals who came out of broken homes, uh, abuse and neglect, alcoholism, drugs, left-wing lunacy, who knows? 
And uh, this is uh, th- this is how narcissistic personality disorders and sociopaths are made. And you can say, well, how do you know she's sociopathic or he's sociopathic? Well, look, you don't do these things out of some great love for humanity. I mean, if you if you're a good holy person, you don't put other people's lives at risk. If you're trying to be Buddha, uh, you choose the road of peace, not the road of war and conflict. And so Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks, is uh, just as much of a personality disorder as uh, Manning is. And, and I'll tell you this, there's, there just is absolutely no proof, that, no scientific proof yet, that someone is born male but was really a female or someone is born female but is really a male. There's no proof that, uh, that sex change operations do anything other than make money for doctors and lawyers. Uh, there is no proof that, I mean, there's a few instances where there are uh, kids born with with uh, uh, genitalia that are ambiguous that because of certain medical conditions or genetic conditions, and then decisions have to be made for them. Uh, although I don't know that that uh, even nowadays that people or the doctors are willing to do that. Uh, and let them decide when they become a teenager what they want to do. But 99% of this is just nonsense, and you and I are paying for it. We're paying for it directly uh, uh, through our health care insurance and indirectly through our government uh, taxes. And there's just no proof that any of this does anything to help anybody. In fact, the big study that came out of the John Hopkins a few years ago said that it did not, that it did not make these people any happier. Well, I could have told you that 20, 30 years ago after taking care of a few of these folks. And that doesn't mean that I won't take care of them. I mean, they need health care like everybody else. And I turned, uh, I have a blind eye to what their orientation is. And, you know, I'm, I'm there to treat the health and the disease, and that's that's my job, and uh, I I don't see that that there's any conflict in my saying that that uh, this is a non-proven, non-scientific approach to this problem. I mean, most of these people are personality disorders. They don't need the sex change operation. They need antidepressants. They need counseling. They need support. And uh, there's really no no good treatment yet for a lot of personality disorders. We're not there not there in terms of our medical science or our pharmacology. Uh, This may change. This may change. And you say, well, what if we get to the point where we can change someone genetically? Because you're not changing anybody genetically. I mean, uh, Manning is still an XY, which is male. Uh, You're just suppressing their hormonal production and giving them estrogens and female hormones and... uh, uh, doing a little surgery to rearrange the anatomy and make it look more feminine. You can get some breast implants. I mean, you can do all these things and and uh, get rid of the facial hair and all this. And uh, but, but you're not changing the basic DNA structure of the creature, of the animal. And you say, well, there'll come a time when we can do that. Yeah, there probably will. The genetics will be able to do that. But you would probably have to do it fairly early on in fetal growth because once you get to be an adolescent, 
your external uh, manifestations of your of your sex of your gender are going to be there and the only way you're going to get rid of them is surgically because even if you change someone to an xx how are you going to change their phenotype how are you going to change the external i mean uh, that's not going to change that's already there you'd have to undo the whole thing and go back to the beginning so I don't think that that's uh, going to be a, uh, a, a a viable way of of giving people the opportunity to experience the other gender. I mean, you're going to have to start early on, and then there's really no uh, no experience because you're in the womb. So you got people that are uh, narcissistic sociopathic they don't care about anybody but themselves we understand how they got that way because they're abused and neglected and i've talked about that frequently on the show and they think that they're the center of the universe and that they deserve to be treated special and that what they're doing is not wrong they can't see that they're endangering lives of their fellow citizens is a bad thing because they think that they're going to somehow end uh, war or end secrecy in government or end uh, corruption in government, even though they are part of the corruption problem because they're adding to it. All this makes it very difficult to have sympathy for them, even though they deserve some sympathy. But I, you know, I, I don't know how else you can uh, handle it other than to say, as I've said before, that uh, you're very sick. And because you're very sick and we can't treat you with any medicine or hospitalization, we're going to put you in a prison because that's the ultimate health care facility. And the prisons, as we've talked about, are full of personality disorders. They're full of people who are angry and who are resentful and who are violent or who perpetrate violence indirectly like uh, Manning has done on his fellow soldiers and uh, Julia Assange has done on his fellow citizens. And you got to wonder who's financing these folks. I mean, granted Manning was in the army and he got three hots in a cot, but Julia Assange, I mean, who helped him get to this point? Somebody was helping him. Somebody had to give him money to buy his first computer. So is he in cahoots with the Russians? You would think so, and I'm sure that the United States government would think so as well. Was he involved in hacking into emails uh, or in exposing emails from the Democratic Committee or from Hillary Clinton? Yeah, I mean, he admits that. Was he involved in in the Mueller investigation? I'm sure that he is peripherally. And now that the Mueller investigation is over and everything is being put to bed, now you're going to see all these characters scooped up and brought back for trial. The uh, Labor Party in Great Britain does not want Assange extradited to the United States. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why, <laughs> you know. Do you think that maybe they're 
friendlier with the Russians than they are with the United States. Uh, so why would you not want him extradited? Why do you want him in your society? Well, I guess the English pride themselves on being tolerant. Uh, I'm not sure that, that, that that's fully accurate, but they see themselves as that. So at any rate, we need to get this guy back to the United States. The extradition is in process. He's been arrested, and you can bet your blue booties that the president quietly has had something to do with this by putting pressure on the new president of Ecuador, as well as on the English to arrest this character and get him out of the Ecuadorian embassy. And let's get his butt back where it belongs in our hands so we can put him on trial for espionage and send him to prison for the rest of his life where I'm sure he'll fit right in. You know, he'll be, uh, he'll be comfortable in that setting. And I'm sure that, uh, Chelsea Manning is comfortable in prison too. I mean, back in prison now for contempt of court. You tell me, is that something that you would choose to do? I don't think so. I mean, if I was threatened with contempt for not telling something that I knew, I'd say, oh, please. And uh, the prosecuting attorney said, well, you're going to jail. I said, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, I think I will tell you I don't want to go to jail. Who wants to go to jail? I mean, it's a tough way to live, not, not so much because of the confinement, although a lot of people would struggle with that, but because of the people that you're around. I mean, you're around you're around anger all day and all night long. You're around people that are up to no good and trying to figure out how they're going to get the better of you all the time. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's a tough way to live. Even the Canadians denied Chelsea Manning entrance from the United States because of criminal activities in 2017. So, uh, Chelsea, who ratted out her fellow soldiers, committed crimes against the United States and uh, military crimes, and uh, ran for Senate and then tried to escape to Canada. I mean, this is this is really just pitiful, pitiful. All right, so. Let's grab a cup of joe, everybody, and I'll be right back. When I come back, I'm going to tell you about some good spies and some good people and how the uh, Secret Service and the CIA, how they recruit people and what they look for, what kind of personalities. And you'd be surprised. I mean, this is a, a pretty up-and-up situation, and a lot of us have been uh, brought up to think that there's something uh, inherently sinister about being a, a secret agent for the CIA. Not at all. I'll be right back. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Sri Lankan police now say 207 people were killed and 450 wounded in a series of explosions in and around the country's capital this morning, six nearly simultaneous blasts went off in three churches where worshipers were celebrating Easter and in three luxury hotels frequented by foreign tourists. 
Hours later, a separate blast at a guest house killed at least two people. Another blast elsewhere killed three. Officials say seven suspects have been arrested in the bloodletting this morning in Sri Lanka. Pope Francis has denounced the violence on Easter Sunday, slaughtering Christians and foreigners in Sri Lanka, as he celebrates the most joyful moment of the Christian liturgical calendar. Francis lamenting the bloodshed and political violence afflicting many parts of the world in his traditional to the city and world speech, which follows the Mass. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727 727-384-6411. Hello, this is Dr. Bill Handelman for our good friends at Tampa Bay Imaging. TBI provides state-of-the-art MRI and CT scanning with the lowest radiation possible. Most insurance plans accepted and self-pay rates are very competitive. TBI is conveniently located in Tampa and St. Pete with evening and weekend appointments. So call TBI today or ask your doctor. In Tampa, call 813-386-3674. St. Pete, call 727-545-9674. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, You give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-290-7100. That's 800-290-7100. 800-290-7100. Business owners, the strongest selling proposition is to get your customer into your store in front of your product. Now you can do that digitally everywhere with Salem Surround, digital marketing that puts your products and services on people's computers, tablets, and mobile phones everywhere. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers. Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Sunny and pleasant for Easter Sunday. High 76. Clearing out as we head into tonight. Low 58 for Monday. Pleasant with plenty of sunshine. High 82. Clear skies Monday night. Low 62. For weather anytime, download the AccuWeather app. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Maddie Baggett for AM860, The Answer. And 
I'm back with the funk. This is the Dr. Bill. The funk. Little music from the Saint. Little espionage music. Oh boy. Modern day espionage. So, what is it that the CIA looks for in uh, an agent uh, when they're recruiting people? We're talking about uh, Chelsea Manning and Julia Assange, the two characters. WikiLeaks founded by Assange and then Chelsea Manning, who leaked all the documents uh, that were classified and jeopardized American lives in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, But let's look at the positive side of espionage. Uh, The CIA recruits people, obviously, uh, and people seek to be members of the CIA, and so they have to be – Vetted. I mean, they have to be looked at, and they go through all kinds of psychological tests as well as physical and uh, background checks and all that. And, of course, there's no 100% guarantee. Uh, as we know, there are agents who have turned on the United States, American CIA and FBI agents. But the most important attribute, uh, according to the, uh, the literature that I've read, is integrity that this is the first thing that the CIA looks for when they go to recruit somebody is they want to know, do you have integrity? And that's doing the right thing even when no one is looking. And I first came across that saying at Admiral Farragut where my son went to grade school and high school. and It's a military prep school, although it's not very military now. And it comes down to doing the right thing even when no one is looking. So that's integrity, and that is what the CIA looks for first and foremost. And that means that you won't choose the easy road, that if you know it's wrong to steal and you have the opportunity and you're hungry, that you'll say, well, no, that's not right. I'm, even if no one's there looking at you, you say, well, no, I'm not going to steal that. I'll work for it or I'll beg for it or I'll ask for it, but I'm not going to take it and run. And and that's that's very important in any relationship. I mean, in a marriage, in a business, in a partnership, in a corporate boardroom, you got to have some integrity. You, you've got to be able to do the right thing and uh, and take into account what effect your actions are having on the people around you. And, and that's important. So you also have to have confidence. And confidence is one of the big uh, factors in any healthy ego development and any healthy uh, ability to function. And I don't care if it's as a city worker or as a doctor. You have to have confidence that you can do the job uh, you have to have confidence that you will be there for your fellow workers. Uh, you have the confidence that you can walk into a situation and uh, feel comfortable, learn the ropes. And you can see how this would be extremely important if you're an agent who is going in and out of foreign countries, that you have to have the confidence to be able to walk in, go through customs, and act like you belong there. Uh, You look at these people like Julia Assange, and and he's not comfortable doing that. I mean, he is zipping through here and there and and clandestinely and subterfuge. And, uh, you know, you, you have to look legitimate, and you have to be legitimate. So the CIA wants people that 
uh, have that characteristic of confidence. Humility. And you would think, humility? You would think these guys would be uh, egotists, but no, they're not. They're just the opposite of people like uh, Julia Assange and Manning. They're just the opposite in that they're not narcissistic. They don't think the world revolves around them. They realize that they have limitations. They realize that they are uh, human beings and that they're working with and for a team and that they can't survive without the team. It doesn't mean that they're uh, timid or that they don't have self-confidence. But, you know, when people say to me, oh, you're such a wonderful doctor, and I'm like, you know, I'm not... <laughs> I've been doing this 40 years. A lot of this is, it's just, it's rote. It's, it's, I'm a robot, you know, I know to do things and it doesn't mean that I'm a great doctor. It just means that I've, I've been diligent in my application of my training and education. So you got to stay humble. You got to realize I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a, uh, I'm just a, another guy. Did you say something, Bill? Oh, Todd. Hey, Todd. How you doing? Good. Doctor, how you doing? Good, man. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Let me just chime in here for a second, Doctor. You know, I'm a big Trump supporter. been with him from the beginning. And, let, you know, let me say something about Julian Assange. You know, again, and, 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 and Captain Matt Bruce has said it. I've said it. Everybody knows it. You know, you, you, you can talk about integrity and all that, all those kind words. But it was the FBI and James Comey and McCabe. I don't know how Rosenstein still has a job. And all these guys who tried to take down a duly elected president against the will of the American people who won in a landslide victory in the Electoral College. Okay, so, yeah, that sounds great. Julian Assange has published 11 million documents, not one of them to be false. Okay, okay, so, you know, again, here you have Seth Rich who got knocked off, okay, who was a Bernie supporter, supporter who Bernie was kicking butt, but Hillary kept winning all the superdelegates here, and then he's going to, you know, and so wherever he got his information, he just published up Podesta files or whatever, okay? So the bottom line is, is that here we have, quote, the integrity of the Federal Bureau of Idiots, I call them, okay? And they were trying to take down, they've all been fired, okay? Here's Clapper on TV trying to say that, oh, we, we, we were looking for, no, you weren't. You were trying to take down Donald Trump, and you illegally spied on him as as the Attorney General Barr said, and you were trying to find something, and then the scope wasn't Russia collusion. There was no collusion. I went to eight Trump rallies. I didn't see one Russian there. Okay, Captain Matt Bruce was sitting to my right. I think you interviewed me at the state at the uh, fairgrounds, at the, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so the bottom line is this: the bottom line is all that sounds great, and we believed in that nonsense until we saw the corruption at the top of the FBI. I believe Soros gave the order. Okay, you still see. England hasn't left the Brexit yet. So Soros gave the order to Obama. Obama weaponized all 16 agencies, okay, until Mike Rogers, uh, you know, blew the whistle on them as they were unmasking everybody left and right. And then they tried to take down Donald J. Trump. So I'm just grateful that the Lord Jesus Christ defends the righteous, just like he did Joseph in the Bible, who was falsely accused of something. 
okay, and he didn't do anything, and he goes to jail. If one hair falls off Julian Assange's head, and to be, it's England who's our enemy. Not They knew, the crowd knew that they sent Christopher Steele, and he didn't do that on his own, and he was working in concert with the corrupt FBI, and all those people should be in jail. I'll answer any questions you may have. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, continue on. I'm, I'll say a little bit about what you said, and then I'm going to continue on with my, uh, with, with my little uh, blurb here. Uh, I think that uh, we, we have to be careful not to condemn the whole agency. You know, the, the, uh, the, the corruption seems to be a small number of people, but as you pointed out, they were placed there by Obama or the Obama people, and that they were in positions of power, and that they abused that power, and they need to go to jail. And as my friend Al Katz says, he's not going to die until Hillary spends two nights in jail, which I love. Uh, I don't think she will, but, uh, you know, really she should. I mean, this is is just pitiful now. I don't know who all was involved uh, at, at what levels and what governments. Certainly the Russians were involved, and certainly there are people in the British Secret Service and in the British government who who have an axe to grind with the right wing in the United States as they perceive it. Uh, we know that the Labor Party is uh, very anathema to Donald Trump and to the conservative movement in our country, and we, we have to be very diligent not to allow them to overwhelm us, and we have been. We've been doing a really good job. You, me, all of us who are involved in the conservative movement have made great strides in the past decade or two in bringing the country back to some sanity, and we're going to get there even more. And But I also think that we have to remember that another asset of a, a good agent is an amiable agent, a friendly person, and we, we are, we, we cannot become the left. We cannot become this, this uh, angry and accusatory. Uh, I mean, we, we have to take into account that these are people who need direction and guidance. And will they take it from us? Probably not. But that doesn't mean that we stop doing what we're doing. We have to continue to carry the message forward. That is that freedom and free enterprise go hand in hand, that the family structure is important, that all those positive attributes we talk about, whether it's in a a CIA agent or in a partner or in a marriage, amiability, integrity, honor, uh, subjectivity, uh, all the things that come into play when when we're talking with and dealing with each other remain important. Confidence, uh, flexibility, we have to be able to uh, bend a little bit here and there, but we also have to know when not to bend. We have to know when it's time to stand up and say, no, this is wrong and we're not going to do it. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think that, and I've been harping on this for years in and out of the radio, I think that we have to step up and say, look, these transgender operations are nothing but nonsense. They're, they don't cure anything. They're just spending money and uh, our money and making money for lawyers and doctors who, in my opinion, are unethical. So it, it's it's a um, it's it's a stair step, and we're going up it, and we're making strides, and we need to keep doing that. And I, I'm I'm confident that now that the Mueller investigation is over, and that the Department of Justice can begin to. Uh, 
bring charges against the people who are the real bad actors. And as you point out, these are the uh, people in the FBI who perpetrated these crimes against the people of the United States and made false accusations against the president and drummed up these these uh, false dossiers to go before FISA courts. And I, I did a whole show on the on the FISA Act. I read that whole darn thing back in the uh, back in the first decade of this century, back when Bush was president, and I, my show was fairly new then. And, and and as I went through that, I was impressed with the. Uh, the, uh, the the safety measures that were put into it that obviously were ignored by the FBI and the people who brought these false charges against Donald Trump and against you and me as Americans. And as, as I have said over and over again, this is not about Trump. It's about you and me because it's us that he's representing. He is our spokesperson. Yes, he's had some original ideas that we like, uh, but uh, ultimately, we put him there because he represented what we believed in and what we wanted to see happen in this country. And so when these folks attack him, they attack us. And the left can't really seem to understand that. They don't get it. And I hear them on the TV, and my sisters will say to me, oh, you're just following whatever Trump says. No, Trump is following what I say. You know, I was saying this long before Trump uh, came onto the political scene in 2010, 2015. And so all of this is not learned from Donald Trump. All of this has come from my 40, 50, 60, 70 years of being on this planet and learning how people work and seeing what works and what doesn't. And, you know, I was like a lot of kids in the 60s. I started off as a liberal. I was a hippie. And uh, like many people, I've morphed over the decades as I had to get out and work and the press of responsibility squeezed out what I am today. And, uh, the, the, you know, there's there's no uh, apology for that. That's just the way that that we evolve. A lot of us, uh, there are some people who are uh, seemingly more insightful earlier, younger but uh, I came out of a tough background, and and uh, I'm grateful for where I'm at now, and I'm grateful for what I have. But we have to remember that uh, we, we are going to continue to march forward, that we are going to carry our message where it needs to be carried to, and that there are a lot of nonsensical, politically correct stands that we have to pick up and say this is this is baloney. This is BS, and we're not going to do it. We are not going to do it, and we're not going to continue on in this vein. And uh, I agree 100% with with you that we have to uh, hold these folks accountable. Let's let's bring them to trial, and they're they're coming. It's coming, and I said this, uh, you know, two three years ago. This is going to come around and bite them in the butt, and here it is. They're going to go to prison. Comey's going to go to prison. He'll be in prison within a few years. Now, we got to remember the wheels of justice turn slowly. They turn very slowly. It takes time to investigate. It takes time to get the attorneys involved. It takes time to get on the docket of the court. I mean, it, you, if you want to get a divorce in a, in a jury trial, it's going to take you a couple of years to get into the courtroom. And that's just family court. 
And you talk about criminal court where it's all clogged up and there's a backlog of cases uh, and the DAs and the prosecuting attorneys are doing everything they can to cut deals with criminals so that they can decrease the burden on the courts and get these folks off the street. But everything takes time. It all takes time. And uh, two years seems like a long time for uh, a special uh, prosecutor to investigate the president and his actions. But, uh, you know, really it's not that long. And in, in, the, in the great wash of American jurisprudence, it's, it's a short time. And we are happy that that time was well spent and that it has turned out that there is nothing there, as we all knew. Well, not all of us, but those of us who who were prescient enough to understand that it wasn't about Donald Trump. It was about the conservative movement and about our beliefs and about what we uh, want to see for our country, that that's what it was about. And people say, well, no, my sisters will say, oh, it's about Donald Trump. You know, I am Donald Trump. You are Donald Trump. We are all Donald Trump. He represents us. And that's the bottom line. And uh, I think I'm off of my soapbox for now, Bill. What, how are we doing here? <laughs> well, you know, we still have a couple minutes. Are left, we alive? So get back on track if you remember what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I was somewhere about. Uh, oh, listen, I wanted to talk about one of the great American spies who had all of these uh, wonderful assets that the CIA looks for. His name is Nathan Hale. Now, you may or may not remember who Nathan Hale is, but he was a 21-year-old uh, Yale graduate during the American Revolutionary War who uh, Washington asked to go spy on the British in New York City after uh, Washington uh, engaged the British there, and that was one of the first big battles after Bunker Hill. And he was caught by the British, and he was tried, and, uh, of course, he was a spy, and back then the, there was, you know, one one sentence only, and that was death, and he has said famously that he regretted that he only had one life to give for his country. Now, the, this was an honor student. He had garnered honors at Yale. He had been in uh, intellectual societies. He and his brother, he was a teacher at the age of 16 or 17. He was at Bright, and uh, what a great loss to, to our infant country. And he had all of the things that the CIA would look for. He had integrity. He had humility. He had uh, amiability. He had flexibility. He was willing to sacrifice for others. He was a good guy. He was a nice guy. And what a shame that we lost him so early. On the other side of the coin was Benedict Arnold, who was a narcissist, a sociopath, who got mad because he didn't get a command that he wanted and turned on his home country, the United States, the fledgling colonies, and uh, married a, a, a loyalist and threw in with the British. He actually plotted to allow the British to take over uh, West Point, which at that time was a fort on the Hudson River. And the idea was that if the British got a hold of West Point, they'd be able to cut off any traffic that was going west into New York State and uh, this would give them an opportunity to divide the, the northern colonies from the center of the country. And 
Washington found out about this. And uh, Arnold and his wife took off, and he actually fought on the other side against his own his own troops. I mean, w- what kind of a human being does that? How do you how do you work with a group of people and pledge loyalty th- to them, and then turn and come back and want to kill them? I mean, uh, th- this is somebody who has uh, no morals, no values, no sense of of right or wrong, no integrity. Uh, he, he, he's a sociopath. He doesn't care. He doesn't care how his, uh, how his actions affect other people. And this is, this is the counter to Nathan Hale. This is, you know, this is the Julian Assange and the Mannings and the people like, like Comey who have done nothing. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.